In this episode of The Real Demons of Pop Culture, we're going to talk about the gin. Stay tuned to the end because I'm going to give you the two things that the gin are afraid of. Let's get into it. Coming to get you, Barbara. I'll swallow your soul! All right, this is Dr. J coming at you from the Office of Demonology and the Dark Arts. And this week, we will be talking about the djinn. If you are watching Miss Marvel, you will have found out, spoiler alert, that there are gin in this episode. It is one thing that Miss Marvel is afraid of, and there have been lots of gin stories that frightened her as a child. And so we're learning a lot about that, and we're learning about the gin. And it's why I wanted to have this episode was because I don't know that much about the gin until now, and I am telling you, I am fascinated with this mythology. Now, I spoke to a lot of my good friends that are Muslim about this, and it's interesting to me how they, they believe in the jinn, uh, but they don't believe in ghosts the way that we believe in ghosts. So when you die in the Muslim religion, in Islamic religion, you go to your happy place, right? They don't come back and haunt like ghosts. If there is a ghost of somebody you see, then that's actually a jinn posing as that dead person. And so any of the things that are lurking around, those are the jinn. They aren't spirits uh, the way the Christianity looks at it. So there's a lot of Arab-type lore that we're going to talk about And it's just, I'm telling you, I am just so excited to talk about this because I didn't know any of this. And this comes back to my little point I always try to make. The best defense against demons is just not to believe in them because I have no reason to have a fear of something I was never taught about. You fear things that you're taught, you know, Um, whether you believe in the jinn or not, if you believe, okay, you might have a reason to fear. I grew up my whole life not knowing about the jinn because I was raised Catholic and there were other demons that they taught us about that other religions don't fear. So whatever you're taught, that's what you're going to fear. If you just stop believing in it, you just won't have to fear it anymore. So let's get into the gin. In addition to Miss Marvel, Netflix has its first Arabic original series called Jin. And I started watching that. I am super excited to tell you that it is pretty good. It's set in Petra, and these kids, they attempt to save the world from the djinn. And seems simple enough. So uh, if you haven't watched it, uh, I definitely think you should watch it in the original Arabic and and use subtitles because it feels weird when you're not. But that's up to you. I like subtitles. So the djinn date back to pre-Islamic Arabia. And those Arabs of that pre-Islam time, they would have a whole set of exorcisms to protect themselves from the evil actions of the jinn. So they would have ways of using things such as beads, incense, bones, salt, charms, and they would be written in Arabic, Hebrew, or Syriac. They would also hang things around their necks, uh, maybe dead animals' teeth, such as a fox or a cat to frighten the jinn. And that is not 
the two things I'm going to give you at the end of this episode, so stay tuned, uh, the two things that definitely would frighten the djinn. But what are they, right? Are they ghosts? Well, they're, they're actually beings, like a species or a race that has been created. They were created before man out of a smokeless fire. Super cool, a smokeless fire. So already, like, this sounds awesome. They're also from another dimension. So they live in this dimension, and it's almost like, and you see this in Miss Marvel, where they kind of show you these, you know, there's a, a gin world that's kind of same place where we are, just that we don't see it, but they can see us. So you can't see them, but, you, but they can see you. And jinn uh, means hidden from sight. So that's where we're getting that word. There are different spellings, jinn, J-I-N-N. There's D-Jinn, D-J-I-N-N. We also have genie. Now here's something I never put together, that Aladdin and the genie, that the genie is just another way of saying jinn, um, Jin is plural, I believe, and Jinny is singular. So we went from Jinny to Genie. And so there are different types of Jin, and the Genie is just one type. But I grew up, I never really believed in Genies. So that's going back to my thing where I'll, am I supposed to all of a sudden fear the Jin because I never feared Genies, right? But if you were raised in that culture, you do. You do take this stuff seriously. And the Muslim community is huge. So uh, billions of people probably all buy into this gin. There's an author, Elzine, and he has a book that I actually want to pick up, and I think it's all about the gin. Statement says, one can't be Muslim if he or she doesn't have faith in the jinn's existence. Because they're mentioned in the Quran, therefore it's real if you are a believer in the Quran. So that's what Elzine, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that name right, but E-L-Z-E-I-N, it could be Elzine or Elzine. The pagan Arabs, big believers in the occult, worshipped jinn long before Islam was introduced in the 7th century, uh, believing that the spirits were masters of certain crafts and elements of nature who had the power to turn plots of land fertile. They're believed to both interact with humans in our reality and lead their own lives in a separate realm. This is really interesting because the jinn have their own lives going on. And most jinn are not evil, and most jinn go about their day and don't worry about humans whatsoever because we're beneath them in their opinion. But literally, they do all the things that we do. They eat, they drink, they sleep, they procreate, they die. But they can also appear as animals. They can shapeshift into humans. Now, they cannot. They cannot appear as the prophet Muhammad. And so if you ever saw Muhammad, it's Muhammad because we know the jinn can't fool. But the jinn can fool other people with this. Um, and, and lots of times they, they shape into snakes and dogs. Um, and I'm going to do a YouTube live little lesson on five types of gin. So that'll be coming up later this week. So if you're not following me on YouTube, go over and, and hit that YouTube subscribe so you'll be notified when I po uh, post that live. Gin can also possess you. 
So if you get possessed by jinn, you do need an exorcism and you'd have to go seek someone who's high up in the, uh, in the religion to help you with those exorcisms. Jinn also have free will. This is another super fascinating thing to me. They can choose not to believe, right? So jinn, Satan, for example. Now, they spell Satan a little different in Muslim. Uh, it looks like say, Satan or whatever is Satan's type of jinn who no longer believes. They thrive in deserts or graveyards, large bodies of water. Um, they are lower in rank than angels, we know that they think they're better than humans, but angels are better than humans, but jinns are not better than angels, so it would go angels, jinn, human in the hierarchy there. Man is made out of clay, according to these religious uh, traditions. And so you ever heard that thing from, uh, you know, dust to dust, that when we die, we go back to earth? Well, when the jinn die, they go back to flame or fire or smokeless fire, whatever that is. Some people believe you can detect them with the EMF fields in those ghost hunter shows. You always see them using that. It is possible if the jinn are real that they are detecting jinn because they're that smokeless flame that is like energy. They have no original shape, but they have the ability, like I said, to take the shape of anything. And dogs and snakes are their favorite. Or maybe something that terrifies a human. They also live in this parallel universe, as I said. That gives them the, the ability to see into our dimension without being seen by us. However, uh, they can be seen by certain animals. So you ever see it like where the dog is barking at something? You're like, what the hell are you barking at? There's nothing out there. Mm, is it? Is it? It could be they're barking at the djinn. Oh, that is creepy. I remember one night, I have a dog who doesn't bark much, but my dog will bark when someone's outside. And sometimes in the middle of the night, my dog will get by the door and just be like, growling and barking. And I look out and there's nothing out there. Maybe the djinn are outside. Now, they're super strong. They have the strength of 40, 50, 60 human men. They can turn mass into energy and back into mass. So according to um, the Solomon story in this Muslim tradition is that he was the only one that was given power over the jinn. And since that was the case, he put them to work. And the jinn built Solomon's temple which is just fascinating to me that he had this power. Uh, no one else has been able to do that. Nobody else ever will. So uh, if there's somebody running out there saying they can uh, control jinn, they can't. That doesn't mean you can't work with the jinn. You can. And, you know, it's considered like black magic. You're communicating with the jinn, asking for favors in return. You worship them instead of Allah. Because like I said, there's, there are lots of good jinn, but there's also these bad jinn. Another thing that is really interesting, I got so much here, I'm, I'm just blown away by all this, is that a jinn in the Muslim faith is assigned to you at birth. So you have these little comrade jinns that you would have assigned to you. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that jinn is assigned to you to harm you, 
by making you stray away from the faith. So it's that little devil on your shoulder. Jinns worship. They have, a, they have free will. So a jinn may believe in the Prophet Muhammad. They may be Muslim or they may be non-Muslim. But non-Muslim jinns, they're attracted to filth, filthy actions, filthy places. So you will know um, if you kind of got a jinn controlling you, if you start to be in, start to be filthy. So when you do magic, you sell your soul to the jinn. And you kick yourself out of Islam. You can't worship Allah and the jinn at the same time. So you've got to pick one or the other. People who are reaching out to jinn and trying to get things to happen, it's considered black magic, and you are now out of the Islamic fold. You, you're just really, if you're going to go that way, and it's pretty clear, like I don't know, again, not being raised Muslim and just researching all this, I'm not sure if there are people out there who disagree with this, who say you can actually work with jinn and it's not a negative thing. I would think that it's, if anything strays you from uh, Allah, then I think you would know that you're doing wrong. If jinns want us to see them, they can do that. Like I said, they can transform into humans. They can transform into animals. So they have that ability. Um, and like I said earlier, they can they can appear in the form of dead people. So ghosts and spirits do not exist. They're actually jinns taking the shape of dead people. In Islam, people do not come back to this world. They move on to the next. They don't look back. And uh, that is how we know that it's a jinn because there aren't ghosts. So this is something that I just never grew up knowing or thinking about. If there was a ghost, it was from a human prior. Now, I do see a difference between like a demon and a ghost, right? And a demon could be a jinn, but... Any of these beings that are out there in the Muslim faith is a jinn, right? It's there's not ghosts like we we think about ghosts. Very cool stuff. We know the story of Aladdin and Aladdin's lamp and the genie, and all of that stuff is from the Arabian Nights stories, the One Thousand and One Nights. I think is another name for it, and. There are different types, lots and lots of types of jinn. And like I said, I'm going to do a live on five types, but each type of jinn, they have different specialties, different powers. Some jinns can run through you, just like your blood runs through you and give you thoughts. They say that jinn eat our leftovers, like the bones of fish and chicken. It's not scary, it's just... That's apparently what they do. Although I find that interesting. Why would they eat our leftovers? I mean, if they have their own lives and they're going out and doing their thing, they eat, they drink, why would they want our food? Now, a really interesting story is there's this girl who claimed a bully at a boarding school nearly choked when her tongue swelled up after she broke another student's necklace. There was a bully. The bully broke another student's necklace. Now, the student in question began speaking in a male voice, 
claiming to be a jinn who traveled from afar. Only later did the parents reveal that they bought the jewelry from a shaman specifically to hold in this malevolent spirit. So it sounds like to me there's these kids at school. One has the necklace because the parents tried to keep the jinn under wraps. And one of the bully broke the necklace and that released the jinn. And that's why the, the uh, I guess, since they're saying it in a man's voice, the it was a different voice and it was malevolent. How nuts is that? Another thing that came up in my research was that the jinn were also very much like the muse of ancient Greece. They would be able to help these poets write poems. And a lot of poets uh, from Arabia would be like, you know, the jinn wrote this, or they helped me write this, or inspired me to write this. Now, relationships. They, jinn can get married, but jinn can also have relationships with humans. So uh, I think we also see this in Miss Marvel, kind of seeing the idea of a human and a jinn falling in love and getting married. That is absolutely possible. I don't know what the offspring of a human-gin hybrid would be, but I'm sure there are stories out there about that. Now, there is an exorcist who claims to have treated over 5,000 people. He's basically saying that the gin want to tear us apart. He's out there overworked, trying really hard to exercise all these gin. There are some places that claim there are tons of demonic, well, is it demonic? I don't know. Jinn possession going on. I think the one place is called Bala, B-A-H-L-A, where there are tons and tons of exorcisms needed. And now I'm going to give you the two things that the jinn are said to be afraid of. So you want to defend yourself against the jinn? The number one thing is iron. Iron, maybe you can get like an iron necklace or something like that. Uh, any type of iron the jinn are afraid of. And secondly, they're also afraid of wolves. So get a pet wolf. I think that would help. If you love this type of content, I want you to go to my Facebook group, Monsters, Magic, and Mayhem. It's a free group. You just go into it. And we can discuss further about these podcasts. So the Facebook group is available on all my links. You should find it. It's also in the show notes. It's brand new. We're just getting started. So everybody who's listening, go find the Facebook group, Monsters, Magic, and Mayhem. And let's continue these discussions in the Facebook group. I really want to get these things going I know so many of you have some great input to uh, provide. And also, you know, let's, let's pick the next episode together sometimes. Um, I know if I'm talking about the gin, there might be some people out there who could fill in. And maybe you have some questions that other people can answer in the Facebook group. So this is what I really am hoping you can do is join the Facebook group. And if you have any questions, you can find me at Twitter at James Zippolitti. And just send me a tweet. And we have two weeks. And I don't know what the next episode will be. But if you join the Facebook group, we can discuss it.
And I really want to say I appreciate everyone who listens and I hope you spread the word. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please write a review, um, hopefully flattering, because that helps the show. All the reviews I can get will just help us grow the community. All right, everyone. Peace. Be sure to follow me on TikTok at James Ippolitti. I'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. The Real Demons of Pop Culture is a Gorilla Delphia production.